Welcome back to Sports Day. Uh, clean up for clean away, the smarter way, the better way with clean away. Let's uh, clean up the West Coast Eagles season with their coach, Adam Simpson, who's kindly joining us here on Monday. Welcome, Simo. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm still in the cave, boys, but we'll, we'll get through it. Um, working through the player exits and the, and the team exits today, and tomorrow we will uh, finish it all off and go have a quiet, quiet drink together as a, as a unit, and then we, um, we move on. So, and it all ends pretty quick. It does. Uh, let's just reflect back to Friday night, though. A bad start, real sure. good fight back. Uh, plenty of momentum, I thought, going towards the back end of the third, and then Geelong got going, and, gee, they steamrolled you in the end. They did, yeah. It was. Um, I remember talking to the players at three-quarter time about, you know, we've been here before, we, we know what we need to do. And um, <laughs> it mustn't have been the greatest speech of all time because <laughs> in the last quarter it was really disappointing. And um, I think for, for every... Um, bit of disappointment we have. I think Geelong elevated their, their work around the ball and got some good supply and, you know, got that two or three goal buffer and um, then they defended the, the last 10 minutes really well. So really disappointed the last quarter, but I'm still proud of our players and unfortunately we, we couldn't take the next two steps that we needed to take this year, but, um, you know, they went down swinging uh, on the weekend. What did you make of the matchups? Nelson was pretty good on Ablett for the most part of the night. And through the midfield, Dangerfield, he did stand up at the right time. All champions do. But Yo, up until that point, did a fair job. Yeah, we had a couple of matchups that, you know, they, they don't always define whether you're going to win or win or lose. But, you know, we we had Stewart and we're hutching, went to Stewart um, and we thought he was a real dangerous rebounding defender. We had Yo and, and Dangerfield um and obviously Nelson and Ablett. So those three matchups, uh, look, I suppose we we didn't completely nullify all of them, but um, yeah, we thought you know, for the most part they they held their own. But yeah, they're good players, those guys. And Danger probably didn't have the the quantity, but he had the quality, didn't he, in the last quarter. Now that it's all over, I know coaches don't like to admit some deficiencies with a lot of the stats that they analyse throughout the year. But is there any stats or trends yeah. that were concerning throughout the year for you? Yeah, I think the um, and a lot of people would talk to me about the, the the contest and and the contested possessions, which is a very broad subject. So I'm not going to bore you boys about it. But on the weekend, I thought that was a, a, a pretty big issue: our ability mm-hmm. to win the ball consistently in the contest um, let us down. Sometimes you you don't even know. Sometimes you lose a contested possession by twenty and, and win the quarter by five goals. So you just got to hone in on what's really important with the contest. But I thought on the weekend. Geelong did what they've done all year and, and they, they did it for four quarters and we just couldn't match it. The way that Andrew Gaff finished the season was pretty much the way that he started the season. He came back as a, a player really disappointed uh, from what happened at the end of 2018 but I think uh, he has been absolutely sensational and you know, I think he's going to feature fairly strongly in your fairest and best even though he missed a couple of games at the start. Yeah, look, I you know, really feel for... Uh, for, for Gaffey and obviously Shep and, and, and Nick all, all having um, contributed this year. I mean, Shep had probably played every game, you know, So and Nick, we didn't have him enough uh, throughout the season. But yeah, Gaffey had to deal with his own demons early in the year with, with coming back into play, and obviously we all know what happened last year. But just to get back and play in footy and getting judged on his performances, that's where he likes to, that's his space, you know. He, he doesn't like to be the centre of attention, and I think everyone moved on from that, and that's a real positive for him, and and hopefully for us in the future. Who do you think features from your club in the Brownlow medal if you try to put your umpire's hat on? Oh, 
Well, not Yowie. He's too too aggressive to the answer. We've got a couple of sprays. Um, oh, look, I, I, I think we've had some players who had some really strong, solid years, but I'm not sure if there's a, a standout uh, for the Brownlow. You know, last time I said that, though, was 2014, and we all saw what happened then, so you never know. Simo, always a tough time of year because you've got to make some harsh decisions on your list. You've got a couple of uncontracted players, some big names in Chris Marston and also Will Schofield, who have both been very good servants of the football club. Can you enlighten us a little bit more about the timing and whether those guys will be offered a contract extension? No, I can't. We're still working through all that. So we need to let the dust settle with um, with the season and where we're at and what we need to improve on and um, we'll, we'll get to those boys and, and as soon as we uh, we'll make a decision on those things we'll um, obviously talk to them and then we'll, we'll let everyone know as soon as we can. What I have liked about your year is you've still brought in a lot of youngsters like you did last year but we saw a bit of Alan, Petrocelli, Cameron, Watson and also Rotham as well. What about Jared Brander? Where does he sit in the future planning of the West Coast Eagles and what is his likely position you think when he matures a little bit? Yeah, well, we're just about to work that out. I think, you know, he was playing as a as a half forward and, and on the wing at that waffle level in the first half of the year and we saw some really exciting things with his with his ability to to repeat effort and get on the end of it, uh, with his height hundred and ninety five centimetres and I suppose if you saw Blitzavs on the weekend on the wing, mm. um I think that's that's something that we can look forward to seeing. But unfortunately just as we're ready to play him he, he went down with an injury and and then a few weeks later, he had a significant hamstring care, which ruled him out for the season. So he was another one we were ready to get some games into. And that is the one thing we've managed to do in the last couple of couple of years, boys, is get some really good games into and Alan and Petrocelli. They both played over 20 games this year, I think. And Waterman now is more established. And Rotham got the debut this year. And, you know, those type of players are really important for our future. So we've got an eye on, on that as well as our our senior players as well. Speaking of that future, uh, who's uh, going to, who are you going to earmark to take over from JK uh, as that big key forward? Because he's going to be 32 going on 33. He's been a sensational player inside the top 10 again for goal kicking this year. But uh, we need to see who's going to come through. Who can fill that hole? That's a big hole, Carl. Um, It is. And they don't fall off off trees. But we, we... I think what we need to understand is JK is getting probably to the back end of his career and and perhaps the, the pressures of holding up our forward line are a little bit more diminished. I think going forward, we've, we've seen Jack Darling's evolution and, and then we've got to start to rely on you know, not only our smalls, but you know the, the, the Branders and the Oscar Allens and Watermans and those types that um, you know have been working pretty hard for the last couple of years to get opportunity and we've managed to get some games into those guys, so... Hopefully next season we can share the load a little bit. And um, one thing JK does do is he takes the best defender and he still manages to, uh, what, he kicked around 50 goals again this year. So I think anyone in the competition would take that uh, as, as, a, as a good result. So just that we've set the standards so high for JK, we're just going to pull back a little bit on expectations and, and let these kids grow as well. Simo, you had a very good injury list, particularly at the end of the season. What about players that you need to send away for surgery? I think we're okay. Uh, there's, there's obviously going to be four or five, but we had multiple uh, surgeries last year on the back of a, a pretty long and uh, grueling season. So I'm pleased to report. I, I think um, I think we finished the year pretty healthy. Um, in terms of healthy for on field, it was a bit different. We just got players back in. I don't quite think they were at their best in terms of the continuity and form that we needed, but we we got them back. So. 
um, touch wood, we don't have too many, uh, too many surgeries. Thank you very much for giving us your time tonight. Good on you, boys. Thanks for call. Adam Simpson there, are you kicking your sustainability goals? Call Clean Away for a waste health check. 13 13 32 Let's have a West Coast Eagles health check right now. What do they need? Who goes? 922-11882 is our number. It's not a nice time of the year deciding players' futures, but it has to be done. It's the business of football, and it's already being done as or has been done at other clubs. Give us your thoughts next.